Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Craig Schaup, and I'm your host here of Going Streaming, where I give you a, a little bit of a snapshot of some of my uh, favorite things to stream or at least review some of the things that I've watched recently on streaming. This week, we have sort of an interesting lineup. Uh, the first movie that we're going to look at is uh, what I think could be a potential Oscar contender for best animated feature this year, The Mitchells versus The Machines. This is a very entertaining ball of kinetic energy that is just impossible not to find uh, a little bit of love for its charm and its energy, its colors. It pops off the screen. Um, directed by Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe. Uh, it is produced, though, by Chris Miller and Phil Lord, the guys that were behind movies like 21 Jump Street, The Lego Movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And I think this movie is exactly in that same vein, realistically, as the, the this family. We, we get a chance to meet this family. It's a little quirky, a little over the top, as they're getting ready to send their daughter off to college. An uprising of machines, uh, which don't you always hate that? The uprising of machines comes to pass as uh, the film obviously is a, a lot about uh, a father-daughter dynamic, but also about sort of our reliance and maybe fears of technology uh, and maybe the fears of how much it can grow in the future. This is a very interesting film where it's a little bit longer than maybe some of your standard movies, but about an hour and 55 minutes. Usually animated features seem to run in that hour and a half to hour 45-minute range. I will say that I think the biggest ding for me is it probably could have been about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes shorter. But all the same, it was extremely fun and entertaining. The voice cast, uh, Danny McBride, uh, who's hilarious in Eastbound and Down, The Righteous Gemstones, both of those you can find on HBO Max. Uh, he leads, uh, lends his voice to the, the father. Abby Jacobson is the, uh, the daughter that he's trying to connect with. They, they both love each other, but you can kind of tell there's a disconnect between her, based on technology, she loves technology. She wants to be a filmmaker. She's going, getting ready to go to film school before this monstrous uh, uprising of machines happens. The father's essentially trying to keep her, you know, as that little girl, his little, his little girl that, you know, he gave up a lot for when she was born. She, he gave up his dreams uh, in order to kind of settle down and become the family man. And I really think there's an interesting dynamic here uh, between young and old, between fathers and daughters and children. And it really works very well, all along with this backdrop of fantastic visual effects um, and just visual imagery. Colors pop on this Netflix uh, movie. It is a very en entertaining film, good voice work, solid story, 
probably could have been a couple minutes shorter, but at the end of the day, I can't really fault the movie for really taking a chance. It does t tell sort of a familiar story, and actually it tells a, a story that we'll talk about here in a few minutes with the uh, the free stream option that I have for you. So I don't want to spoil that too much, but it, it does have some familiar storytelling elements that we've seen in other science fiction films before. But at the end of the day, it executes very well. It's extremely entertaining and a lot of a lot of fun. Just a really kinetic ball of energy that you just can't help but smile at, laugh at, and just enjoy as it washes over you. So for me, The Mitchells versus The Machines gets three and a half stars out of four. Like I said, I really think this is a possibility of an Oscar contender for this year. I know we uh, talked about Luca, myself, and George Thomas reviewed that film. Uh, probably would fall short, I think, of Oscar contention. Although with the Pixar brand behind it, Luca is always going to be in the conversation. But I really think that uh, if the Academy really wants to, you know, at the very least right now, take a look at a film that came out in the spring. The Mitchells versus the Machine is really a film that I think they should consider um, as a Best Picture nominee. Uh, once again, you can watch this film on Netflix. It came out April 30th on Netflix. You can watch it anytime. It's beautiful in 4K Ultra HD as I watched it at home. Um, so definitely I highly recommend this. Three and a half stars out of four for The Mitchells versus the Machines. Now, transitioning over to uh, some more streaming, this uh, this week I'm going to look at a series, Camping. It came out in 2018. It's an HBO original series uh, created by, uh, well, showrunner was Lita Dunham, who has uh, created a lot of interesting stuff over the years, uh, whether it be Girls. She was fantastic in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, very well-respected writer and showrunner. In the you know industry last year, a show that I really liked, um, you know, on HBO. Uh, but this one unfortunately falls pretty short for me, uh, despite the fact that there's a pretty fun cast overall, and it's led by Jennifer Garner, who, generally speaking, is about as uh, you know perky and uplifting and as fun as it can get in the film and television industry. Unfortunately, here she plays sort of a control freak, neurotic person that just can't relax when she's going on a camping trip with her uh, husband and son with a bunch of friends. Um, I will say, though, there are some very fun, you know, good cast members. Along with Garner, there's David Tennant, there's Juliette Lewis, Chris Sullivan, who, of course, you may know from This Is Us, um, Brett Gelman, who's hilarious, and the other guys. He has a, a couple of minute part there and the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. But unfortunately for me, the show really just never got off the ground. It wasn't as funny as I was hoping it would be. Um, it, it kind of turned into just a mess of a drama. We really didn't know, um, you know, what the bigger purpose of uh, it was just to celebrate a birthday. But unfortunately, it seemed like all the couples that were getting together were just fighting. And it just unfortunately wasn't all that fun. And, you know, in something like this, I was hoping it would be a little bit more, you know, humorous, even if it was dark humor. I think it would have been a lot better had it gone that direction. But unfortunately, none of the humor really works for me in this. The only person that really maybe stood out, aside from Jennifer Gardner playing her role well, was Bridget Everett, who plays Harry. She's a park ranger slash, uh, well, I guess sort of a retired park ranger, if you will. But she runs the campground in which uh, Gardner and her family and the friends are staying for that holiday weekend. And she provides a few extra laughs, which is kind of fun. 
But unfortunately, this just kind of becomes a uh, a hateful joke or a hateful speech of, of some sort where everybody's just kind of pitted against each other. Everybody's kind of pitted against each other, unfortunately. And it just doesn't work out overall for me. So I'm giving camping two stars out of four. Can't really recommend this. It was a one season. Uh, binge watched it. But unfortunately, it just never got better in that eight-episode run. Um, if you do want to give it a, a try, the 2018 series, of course, can be found on HBO Max. Um, as much as I love Jennifer Garner and some of these other actors and actresses, I really just wish they had better material with which to work. Um, I think uh, there's some good elements here that maybe, you know, maybe it just was a little bit too much for a camping weekend to play out over an eight episode run. So unfortunately just can't quite recommend this uh, series, even though there were a lot of uh, really strong elements that you would have hoped for, you know, Jennifer Garner and Lena Dunham creating this for the American version of it. Uh, just didn't work out for me though. But of course, as you know, you can certainly check it out on HBO max. If you want to take a look and maybe disagree with me, who knows, maybe you might like it. There are a few funny bits in there, but uh, for the most part, just kind of falls flat for me. Well, we were talking about the Mitchells versus the Machines uh, in my first review, and I'm going to talk about a movie that I think kind of inspired the Mitchells versus the Machines, and that is my free stream of the week, which is iRobot, the 2004 science fiction uh, action action adventure movie starring uh, Will Smith, Bridget Moynihan, Bruce Greenwood, um, Alex Proyas, who directed Dark City and Knowing, two very underrated and very very terrific science fiction films, directs this film in where it doesn't necessarily always hit all the right notes. At times, I feel like it relies a little bit too much on its over-the-top CGI with a bunch of robots just kind of blending in with the background. It does entertain throughout. And one of the things that this movie does that maybe inspired something like The Mitchells versus The Machines is it deals with an uprising of AI. The robots are controlled by this AI figure that uh, sort of turns bad against humanity and tries to take over the world, much like Mitchell's versus the machines. So you can tell there's a little bit of a swapping of the stories there for Mitchell's versus the machines. Uh, but iRobot, you know, it does a very nice job, I think, of holding your attention in the action sequences. It's a, a good, solid, every man, you know, kind of performance from Will Smith. Um, at the end of the day, I think they sacrifice a little bit more of the storytelling for the action adventure and the CGI and, you know, big battles and big gun shootouts and things like that. But at the end of the day, it does hold your attention. It is entertaining. Um, I have to say that right now you can watch it on Tubi with ads for free, though. So uh, download the Tubi app and you can watch iRobot for free with advertisements. Um, and I think it's something that's definitely worth your time. Um I give it three stars out of four. It's not Proyas's best work. It's not Will Smith's best work. But at the end of the day, very solid work overall, good visual effects. Uh, one thing that I will point out with this film that kind of stood out was Alan Tudyk, who does a, a fantastic job. He's a great character actor. He's been in Dodgeball, a true underdog story. But he's also played a lot of AI and a lot of robots in films. He's got a very great, you know, interesting voice. And I really like what he does with uh, the, the the role of Sonny, who is the sort of the potential bad guy in the robot that's uprising, but actually ends up turning out to be not a bad guy too much at, at all. But Tudyk does this really just 
dead voice performance where it's very monotone, but very creepy, but also very personable. And, and there's a lot of charisma, despite the fact that he's a little bit more so, I, I guess you could say dry and dull as a robot. He's speaking as a robot, so he's not going to have too much personality, but he kind of shines through with some, with a, a little bit of a persona that, uh, you know, gives you a little bit of charismatic feature on screen, despite the fact that you don't see Alan Tudyk on screen, aside from just playing the voice of this robot. So, uh, like I said, not Alex Proyas's best work. I think knowing, I think uh, Dark City are two science fiction films that if you're looking at maybe watching something this weekend would be fun to watch as well. Um, but I will say iRobot definitely is a nice popcorn entertainment, some, uh, somewhat of a fun ride. Uh, the 2004 movie can be seen right now on Tubi TV with ads for free. Uh, definitely recommend it. Three stars out of four. Uh, this is Craig Shop with Going Streaming, and I hope to see some more streams next week. Go out there and stream some of your content, guys. We got plenty to stream. There's no shortage of uh, content out there, so definitely go out and find something this weekend to stream. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.